Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I don't know if I want to talk about the debt ceiling or the debt crisis. They're obviously interlinked, and you're probably thinking, why do I care about that? Your financial well-being is probably more dependent on debt across the board than you realize. Money is kind of a valuable thing, no pun intended. But its value is not you know, set in stone or it's not like gold that seems to have some intrinsic value to human beings that is seems almost permanent. You know, it's hard to imagine that gold would ever become worthless. I guess it could. I mean it's it's a mindset what we believe is valuable is valuable, but it's rarity uh, and just its qualities have made it valuable for an eternity or human eternity anyway. And I, I don't really think that's going to change. But our current monetary system depends on faith and trust of people and the way we create most of our money now is by creating debt you know you put a dollar in the bank and they loan out ten dollars that's just created you know just multiplied your money so debt creation is the primary form at which we create money and it's not worth any more than what we believe. Right now, there's a debt ceiling that to borrow for the U.S. to borrow more money, the debt ceiling has to be raised. And now it's just a law. We didn't have to make that law. We, at some point in time, I don't know who originally passed that law, but it's been supported by both sides. And both sides have been in position to change it when they've been in, you know, control of, you know, both Congresses and the presidency. They could have changed it. They didn't. It's there. So it's not immutable. Could be changed, but probably not going to be changed. So the debt ceiling says we can only borrow so much, so much money. Well, since we finance all of our, a whole lot of our government spending, the latest is Biden, but Trump, everybody's been doing it for a long time. Maybe goes back as far as uh, Reagan, or maybe even far back to Nixon. Although I'm not sure which, right off hat, who came first. Um... 
both of them borrowed heavily. Nixon got rid of the gold standard. They said we had gold, pieces of gold backing our dollars, but we didn't have enough discipline to keep our spending down, so we really didn't, and the world suspected that and kind of did a run on our gold reserves, at, at which time we bailed out and canceled, <laughs> canceled our promise. Right now, we want to blame the Republicans that they just won't go along with Biden and raise the debt limit. But they're saying we're spending too much um, and running up too much debt. And I, I actually think the Republicans are right about that. Same thing. Um, we Democrats say... Well, the Republicans should allow more taxation on the rich. Well, that's probably true, too. But that's not going to happen either. So we've got this standoff, especially the far right, wants to curtail spending. And a lot of the spending is on um, going green stuff. Forgiving student debt. infrastructure. Now, some of that is uh, pretty valuable stuff. I think the infrastructure stuff is pretty valuable. You know, the some of the green spending, I actually don't. And of course, the large military is there. And then our spending on uh, social programs, Social Security and Medicare is kind of off the table. Although there's a looming crisis there that uh, 2030 or something that uh, becomes unbalanced that nobody's going to try to fix. So it, it comes down to our whole uh, money management in our country. It's hard. And both sides have kind of lock themselves into a position that's not not negotiable and they're very self-righteous on their position. So we just keep kind of kicking the ball down the road. Now you can look at China right now. China's in a lot of trouble. And part of it is they're swimming in debt. Worse than we are. The water's deeper, but I'm not too sure it matters once the water gets over your head. Now, they kept building real estate and infrastructure, like 30% of their economy, a long time after they had people to go into the apartments they were building. Now, they still have plenty of people that are poor, they would have loved to live in those apartments, but those people don't have jobs. They don't have income enough to pay for the apartments that are being rent, that are being built. And I'm, you know, it's 
kind of some weird thing that they actually tear down a lot of the apartments and blow them up instead of letting poor people move into them because they couldn't pay the rent and then the apartment doesn't get paid for and it kind of exposes the whole system has been broken but yet you can tear them down and that doesn't say the system's broken well China is actually trying to deal with that and they've cut off um, more credit to the people that are building all these crazy apartments but the only place that the Chinese person has to invest inside of China is pretty much real estate. Their stock market is very, lacks transparency and you can't believe the records of companies. And so how the hell you do you decide to invest in somebody who may fall out of favor or the next uh, she, next big ruler comes along. So their problems look different than ours and we have this wonderful system but it's not so terribly true our fed has um, federal reserve to keep us from nosediving during the pandemic and everything just kind of collapsing injected a large amount of money into the system and then biden came along and injected more trillions into the system well that's devalued the currency plus supply chain uh, problems. Um, we've got inflation. They overheated the system. Biden came along and further overheated it. Federal Reserve is trying to choke it off by raising interest rate, which slows down construction and other stuff. But actually, there's still jobs being created. It's kind of like a big, huge ship with a lot of momentum. But there's also what we've not let happen by not letting, uh, it's kind of like, you know, an earthquake. You need to kind of relieve the stress. And if you get a little, a lot of little earthquakes going along, you know, maybe it can help avoid the big one. Well, our system needs to periodically collapse and the weak players need to shut down destructive creation well by injecting so much money for so long in our system we have a lot of businesses that have no right being in business and the money that's being used for those businesses should have been moved to somebody that's more in tune with the market and got a product that somebody wants to buy so we've got a lot of corporations that have debt that they can't really support. They don't make something valuable enough to keep the cash flow going to pay their people, make their product, sell it. The whole, their, their systems, it's not fundamentally sound. But by having so much cheap money around and easy debt, there's a lot of them out there that as the interest rates go up now, they're getting stressed and they can't pay 
the interest rate on their bonds that they've issued as their way of finance and getting their debt. So we've got this kind of bubbling underground uh, stress building up in the system. And each company that can't pay their debt put stress on a bank who was counting on those payments coming in to keep their books working, their business going. And then one business goes out, well, they were a supplier or a consumer of somebody else's, you know, supply chain. Their customers bought coffee at the local, their employees bought coffee at the local, you know, coffee shop who now doesn't have business, who now can't pay their loan that they remodeled their coffee shop. So we have a Congress that, again, I think is completely irresponsible and not doing their job. Congress needs to be sitting down and working hard, getting to where we kind of, it's not advanced science here. It's like if you keep borrowing money, that you and the debt that you have is starts building up excessively. It's not like you can't have some debt. You want to buy a car or a house, pretty much need debt. But those little plastic things, you know, you can get a lot of them too and get in trouble. And the Fed, we th like to think that our government's so big that that doesn't happen, but it. It's actually happening. We're actually getting in a position where we're spending. We're not. We haven't actually crossed it yet, but we're actually going to be spending more money pretty soon on debt than than we do on our military. And we keep talking about how much our military is. Well, the military at least you get something for it. How much do you get for your paying your debt off? So. If we go, Republicans don't pass and increase the debt ceiling, and the Democrats don't negotiate spending cuts so that they can get the increase in debt ceiling, and we default on our loan, well, we don't really know what the hell happens, because we've never done that. But now we're not only, it's not only an internal problem, it's a world problem because a lot of people hold U.S. treasuries, like the whole world. And so all of a sudden they can't cash them in. They need some money. A government, Sri Lanka, whoever, needs to cash in some U.S. treasuries and they can't get their money back. The thing matures. They're expecting cash to come in and now they're Budgets don't balance. It's not a good. It's not a good look. Could devalue the U.S. dollar. It, it could actually send us into a recession, depression, and it could be global. It could just like shut the system down. And yet, neither side gives, you know, 
yeah, Trump spent too much too. Biden spent too much. But who, who the hell cares? We're now in that situation that we need to deal with it. And talking about how much the other side, you know, Mama, he did it too. He pushed me first. It doesn't, it's, it's irresponsible from both sides. Both sides need to sit down. And yeah, I think Biden needs to negotiate. I think the Republicans have a point. And the fact that Trump contributed to the problem has nothing to do with right now. And the fact that, you know, the Democrats go ahead and spend even though they don't have the funding and they can't get the funding because the Republicans won't increase the, you know, the, the tax base. Well, maybe that just means the government has to be smaller and not do anything. I don't know. But the route we're on uh, is unsustainable. And both sides are responsible and I think as American citizens, when we take a side and we point to that the other side, you know, caused the problem and then the other side is responsible, it's just irresponsible on our part. Both parties have caused the problem because both parties have to negotiate and come up with a plan that works. And both parties settle for a plan that's not viable. And we, by taking sides and saying, yeah, it's the other side's fault, we're just like they are. This is a job that needs to be done. It needs to be done by sitting down and talking with each other and trying to figure this thing out. But nope, that's not going to happen because... They're, each congressperson, their main job is to get reelected. That's the only damn thing they care about. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan saying, I don't want to hear anybody taking the side of the other party or their party in this thing and not, and therefore excusing the behavior of their own party. This is, both parties are screwing up. And letting either party off the hook by blaming the other party is just, is irresponsible. Anyway, this is a little bit irritated ancient Texan. Hope you have a good day. <laughs> I'd quit tuning in if you don't like this. Anyway, I appreciate those of you that listen. Hit subscribe is what I hear all the other podcast people doing, but I would appreciate that. But Anyway, I think this is mostly talking to myself, but that's okay too. Keeps my sanity. Or <laughs> keeps some of my sanity. Anyway, have a good day. Bye-bye.